Hello everyone, this is Dr. D, your health coach. And meanwhile, let me tell you that you should be having your notepad and pen because, uh, you know, joining us today would be Dr. Taran Krishna, who is a very well-known oncologist, um, you know, has been working in the field of cancer since uh, 20 years, more than 20 years now, and has his expertise in uh, cancer very much by treating thousands and thousands of patients till now. So let us just wait for a couple of minutes and I'll wait for Dr. Tarang also to join the session. So, uh, you know, meanwhile, I'll just share a little bit of uh, statistics. One in four women who are diagnosed with cancer are detected by breast, are, are suffering by best breast cancer. This research has been done by International Agency of Cancer Research. In fact, uh, the year 2020, the statistics of year 2020 says that more than 2 lakh patients were reported of breast cancer. Hello, Dr. Tarang. How are you? Hi, Dr. Deepika. I'm very good. This is my first Instagram live, so I'm super excited. Yeah, so of course we know that you have done a lot of live sessions, you have done you know TV shows, you have spoken on Facebook lives and various other channels, but uh, good to see you on uh, Instagram live as well with your wife for the first time. <laughs> so super when... excited for you, yes, super nervous. I have given interviews in majorly all TV channels, but this is this is the interview which or this is the session where I'm super nervous because when you're facing your wife who is asking you questions. Because offline also you ask us questions, so that's where this is going to be super excited. But what whatever best I can impart to your viewers and whatever best I can impart to your audience, I'm I'm happy to help. Well, today's session would be, you know, of course, we do have conversations, our dinner table conversations are about, you know, various cancer and how he has been treating the patients and how uh, the patients feel so grateful about, uh, you know, the recovery, which is amazing. But uh, we would, uh, you know, uh, try to demarcate ourselves of not going haywire and sticking to the topic because of course when family members and you know husband wife speak it there are chances that you go haywire but uh, i'll try and make sure that our listeners our viewers here do not get upset and you get maximum content out of it by uh, dr talang's attendance today so yeah without uh, much delay let's just, just quickly jump to the topic so dr talang we i just uh, shared the statistics of uh, cancer that how breast cancer that how you know vastly it is there in fact uh, uh, the year 2020 the statistics of year 2020 says that more than 2 lakhs uh, women have reported of breast cancer so which is a huge huge number right and uh, a lot of time um, you know we are not even aware although october is an awareness month but uh, still you know i feel that people women do not know that uh, what are the chances like when when do you find out whether it is breast cancer or not how do you know whether it is breast cancer or not what can one do to avoid um, you know uh, breast, avoid the situations like breast cancer and also you know what treatments what um, you know uh, uh, what kind of uh, preventive measure one can take and also what are the tests like how to diagnose so i do have like ample questions uh, for you today and of course I'm 
uh, of course our topic is that seven most important thing which you are going to sort out for us for, at the end of the session uh, that what what one absolutely needs to know what one should not be missing at all so beginning from straight jumping to the topic starting from the uh, first that uh, it, there are so many types of cancer right so how do one know that he uh, sorry she is suffering from breast cancer is there any initial stage and what is that initial stage now what happens is most of the cancers generally like if a, if a, so this is the most neglected part for any girl because they don't talk about it even if this is a simple breast examination which has been so neglected out here all around it uh, that they they don't they don't examine or self examine the breast during taking showers as simple as simple breast examination would make it so easy where any girl any lady any woman who is having any lump in the breast or finds any changes in the breast or finds any deformity in the breast or it can be any small sign it can be any small sign even a small uh, you know ichymosis or even a small bruise can be a first simple sign of cancer even a retracted nipple can be a sign of cancer even a a small movable cyst can be a simple sign of cancer but girls women ladies they don't they completely ignore it they don't take care of it and that's where this is the most neglected part and most of the ladies when they have been diagnosed with cancer are of middle age or older age when they actually feel that something has been sitting out there in their breast they overlook it they don't pay attention to it and as simple as that it gets worse and that's where you know all other protocols and therapies and harsh treatments any girl lady or woman have to undergo for so what is more important is a simple breast examination and that is the most neglected part had it been so so prominent had it been so what i suggest to all the women who visits me or all the people that i know all my friends circle your friends circle is paste a simple message on a paper as a breast self breast examination paste it on your shower in your shower either you would be taking it or your husband would be taking it a simple note on the mirror of self breast examination you need not be shy it for you need not be feeling shy about it but this is a self reminder you keep simple post its on your computer on your desktop on various places of knowing what to do about what you have to do in your list you do your uh, to do list task list or any number of list but a simple reminder a self reminder for yourself for a self breast examination can add it on to your you know it can keep all the diseases and breast cancers at bay and then even if you're diagnosed i mean that's a later thing when you ask me questions i'll i'll explain it to you but this is one simple exercise which i would like to tell all your audience all your female audience as well keep a post it of self breast examination paste it on your mirror and nothing to be shy about for rather even if you have small kids small children this is a way to remind your even younger girls if you have in your family that yes even you are 13 plus when you are you are becoming uh, adults when you are growing up this is a simple exercise that you have to follow it the way you take a shower the way you brush your teeth this is a simple examination that you have to do every day and keep diseases at bay 
Yeah. But that's a that's a very good tip. I'll say that you know, making it into a post-it and a self reminder, so that whenever you are entering a shower, going to the washroom, you do that. Uh, but you know, very you have also told that you know, mostly people shy up. Uh, you know, they don't want to discuss, or maybe they feel that अच्छा ऐसा ही कुछ है ठीक हो जाएगा. Maybe just just anything. You know. So when is the right time to report to a doctor? So any whenever you find it, that is the best time to report it. whenever you find it that is the best time to report there is no point of delaying it what happens in india and even i, I don't know i've seen majorly in the, in the north regions i've seen i've met i've met people majorly in those interior parts of maharashtra in those interior parts of so south the the girls are really or the women are really outspoken discussing about that so we have centers in bangalore hyderabad and chennai the ladies are very prominent enough i'm sorry i'm not devising it but that's where you see those cultures of people coming from uttar pradesh rajasthan towards north india they still who are living in the suburbs they are still shying away and discussing to their family members about that there is a lump in the breast and the moment you have found it the moment you have found anything awkward or odd when you are examining yourself in form anything whenever you are finding awkward or um, you know something which is not normal in form you know your body everybody knows your body everybody knows their body right so whosoever is so if if there is something awkward like if had it been a lump here when i'm moving my hand i would find something so whenever you find it why to delay check it out inform to the doctor meet the doctor not that every lump would be a cancer not that every every breast swelling might be a cancer not that every cyst might be a cancer the only thing is people shy away going out for अगर कैंसर डायग्नोज हो गया तो क्या अगर कैंसर निकल गया तो क्या अभी तो बेटी की शादी करानी है अभी तो ये कराना है अभी तो मैं यहाँ घूमाऊ अभी तो मैं ये कराऊ अभी तो वो कराऊनोज विद कैंसर यूर एबल टू ट्रीट योर सेल्फ मच फास्टर यू आर एबल टू ट्रीट योर सेल्फ मच बेटर एंड विद बेस्ट पॉसिबल रिकवरी one of the major reason when people do not report it timely and, you know, and generally the case when it comes to the doctor or to you or or in our centers are generally of stage 2 3 and furthermore uh, i think you know when we talk about awareness month and awareness i mean more than that ki test kaise palpate karna chahiye breast ko ye bhi batana hoga hamare ko awareness iski bhi jagni hogi that there is no need to be shy of particularly with the young teens with the young adults i'm sure it must be a you know a very uncomfortable topic i mean it it's for all age group i'm for for older women for anyone so that it should firstly go away i think we should be more vocal about what we are facing what kind of health issues it is been it is uh, happening whether it is inside your body on your body or around your uh, body so that is the most important thing but uh, you know doctor darling tell us that how like when which is the maximum time when people the women face breast cancer is it the younger age group is it the older age group is there any demarcation that you know the older women should be much more careful and if the older women then what what age group is the maximum risk so whosoever is seeing more life has been more diagnosed with cancer i would take it more simple so yes breast cancer is very much common in middle age as well as in older age in younger age it is not there that much as compared to the ratios i'm talking about uh, so those who have seen more life i would say are more prone for breast cancer 
However, it all depends upon how your mindset is, how your lifestyle is, how much of like, you know, how much of the lifestyle that uh, any girl is or any woman or any lady is living up with. And that's how, uh, that's how it is, you know. So it all depends upon. So nowadays there's no criteria as to middle-aged women get less cancer as compared to an old age. But yes, uh, as compared to younger ages, middle age as well as, uh, uh, you know, older ages are much more common and prone to breast cancers for sure. Yeah, so uh, I think think the, uh, you know, menopausal age or uh, the early menopausal age and, you know, women who are touching around 40, uh, I think that's the major, you know, probably when the majorly 40 plus, yes. Yeah, the hormonal imbalance happens a maximum time. But yeah, I mean, one need to do their regular checkup right from uh, the early age so that it becomes a part of your daily routine. And then without, you know, subconsciously also, you are doing it like a routine work, like, you know, your everyday brushing your teeth, etc. Uh, so, yeah. you know, tell me that, you know, when diagnosed with cancer, you know, firstly, how to get diagnosed? Like, what are the tests and what are the must-do tests? Because, you know, we hear so many things, ki mammogram patch test hota hai. There's so many tests, but what is that uh, test which one should be getting it done? And what are the tests which one can avoid getting done? Because, of course, the market is such, everything is, uh, there's so many new things coming up. And, of course, all the tests are very, very expensive. So many patients come to you also saying that they cannot afford all the tests. So what are the absolutely must-do tests to, you know, find out whether you have any kind of breast cancer? And what tests are, you know, no need or maybe, maybe you know, uh, worsen the situation? Oh, fabulous question, Dr. Dekhan. You are always great with questions, so... Yes, so very, very important. So the must-do test is ultrasound breast, ultrasound both breast. The moment, I mean, what I suggest is if any girl, woman, lady, or even men are always advised to have a blood test whatsoever possible for their body, right? 40 plus, the moment you touch even 30 plus, you have to have uh, one blood, blood test, hemogram, liver function test, kidney function test, once in a year. Likewise, for every girl, ultrasound both breast is must for for every girl once in a year, right? And ultrasound both breast is a simple examination, simple ultrasound, which has no side effects, nothing. But yes, if any girl is doing it, any woman is doing it, that's the most simple form of getting the test done. It's simple ultrasound both breast. And usse aapko pata chal ki kahi koi lump to nahi hai. Right? That is one simple test. If you have been diagnosed or if one has been having a lump in her breast, then you should always go for ultrasound breast, number one. Number two, then mammogram. Number three, FNAC. Absolutely no for biopsy. What happens is any girl, whenever they have been diagnosed with a lump, they always run for they run to a gynecologist and they go to an oncologist and they advise for getting a biopsy done. Now, till the time you're sure, don't get a biopsy done. To be, to be, to make it, to find it positive, FNAC is a simple test where there's a, it's a, it's a simple test which says fine needle aspiration cytology. So fine needle means it's a very fine needle which the, the, the doctor puts into the breast lesion, takes out the uh, fluid from there. And they aspirate the fluid out there, send it for diagnosis. And it is good enough to find whether they are malignant cells or benign cells or 
how exactly is a lesion or lump out there in the breast. And it would, it would tell about its nature too. So first is ultrasound, which is a must, which is mandatory. Even for those who are going for routine test and routine diagnosis, always get an ultrasound done. Number two is mammogram. At least once in a year, everybody should be doing it who is 40 plus. Even if you are 30 plus and you have been taking uh, birth control pills or you are taking hormonal pills to, uh, or you are having frequent abortion, always get this test done. Because mammogram and ultrasound would always confirm whether your breasts are absolutely normal or not. And then the third is if the lump is confirmed and, you know, the biopsies, sorry, the FNEs, uh, the ultrasound as well as the mammogram has confirmed it, then the simple thing is get the uh, FNAC test done. And once FNAC is done, it is almost clear that, you know, I mean, uh, whether to go for the treatment and what kind of a treatment that has to be chosen. It is as simple as that. And, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, I mean, not to go for uh, uh, biopsy the first thing. Is, it, is there any reason of you saying this? Like, why, why should, why not? So what happens is, yeah. So, biopsy? yeah. so, Dipika, what happens is whenever anybody goes for a biopsy, it tends to multiply at a much faster pace. So till the time you're confirmed, till the time you, so if you have to make a confirmatory diagnosis, ultrasound is good enough, uh, mammogram is good enough, uh, FNEC is good enough, it's great enough rather. But if you have to go for a biopsy, you have to be confirmed enough because if you're not choosing the proper line of treatment, which is chemotherapy, operation, which is mastectomy or chemotherapy, why do you have to go for a biopsy? Because the moment a biopsy has been done, so biopsy is like taking out a tissue out of a breast and sending it for a histopathology. Now, when you are actually, so what happens is a lump has been there, the lump can remain silent for years. There have been ladies where uh, there have been women out there, women patients out there who have come to us where the, the lump has been there for years together and nothing has happened. But the moment we got a biopsy done, within six months, it has been sized to other organs. So, cancer may, jitna aap kam chedoge, utna jaldi, utna aap zada safe rao. Cancer may, the moment a knife is being inserted, the moment the biopsy is being done, it tends to erupt at a much faster pace, right? So, as much as possible, if you can avoid it, nothing better than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes sense, obviously, because, you know, cancer itself is a, uh, ex like, too much growth of uh, the cells, unwanted cells, which are the cancer cells. So, you know, disturbing that area with uh, any other kind of thing, uh, it might be, a, you know, of course, that, that absolutely makes sense. So now we know that, you know, biopsy first thing nahi karna because of course, you know, unnecessarily kisi cheez ko ka fayda nahi till the time you're absolutely sure. But you've also mentioned that not all the cancer, all the tumors are cancerous. Not all the tumors are, you know, malignant. They can malignant. be benign. They can be, they can be uh, malignant as well. So how do one differentiate that ye malignant hai, ya fir ye benign hai? And, you know, when, uh, when is the absolutely important point to, you know, start going for medicines. So, whenever a lump has been diagnosed, that's the best time to actually go for the medicines. Whenever a lump has been diagnosed, A, the treatment has to begin the moment you are being diagnosed with cancer. Just that, never make hasty decisions. What happens is, people start making hasty decisions where they are not pretty sure enough, they go to the hospital, get a biopsy done, 
biopsy says it is uh, metastatic adenocarcinoma or it is uh, uh, it is fibroadenoma or it can be any normal simple cyst as well. Still, the doctors would advise you get a surgery done. When the surgery is being done, the histopathology report comes. Histopathology report shows that yes, it is a uh, XYZ type of a cancer. The moment they are diagnosed with cancer, they immediately say, oh my God, this is the chemotherapy protocol that has to be taken. They go for different types of receptor tests and accordingly decide upon that these are the therapies that has to and patient has to undergo. Now, whenever you are making decisions so quickly in haste, out of fear, you are never making the right decisions. Always take a first opinion, second opinion, third opinion, no matter what, fourth opinion as well. But be pretty sure enough what decision to make, what treatment to choose, how to go about for what test to be done. So, ultrasound clearly tells us that, you know, which is, it is BRADS1, BRADS2, BRADS5, BRADS4, and that tells us what exactly is the nature and extent of the lump. Then, once you are getting an FNAC done, FNAC clearly shows that this is uh, this is XYZ type of a cancer. I'm not going into scientific names because of the simplicity of the conversation. And the moment it has been diagnosed as cancer, you have to be, you know, one has to be very pretty clear enough. If they have to go for chemotherapy, immediately consult an oncologist. The moment they consult an oncologist, you have to choose what are the treatment protocols to be done. If one is pretty clear enough that he or she doesn't want to get any invasive surgery being done or doesn't want to get the breast removed, doesn't want to get a mastectomy done, then absolutely don't go for biopsy. If the chemotherapy protocol has to be done or mastectomy has to be done, biopsy is a must. Why? Because that tells us exactly what is the nature of that tumor or the lesion which is there inside the breast. The moment it has been diagnosed, then there are different protocols that one has to choose. If it is benign, nothing to worry. If it is benign, nothing to worry. You can take a simple procedure, not even the removal is necessary, not even a partial mastectomy is necessary. The medicines are good enough to dissolve up any kind of a lesion which is there, right? But if it is a metastatic tumor or if it is a malignant tumor, then yes, you have to choose a protocol which decides upon to what treatment has to be taken and how the protocol has to be taken. Then there are different kinds of receptors. I don't know whether your audience would like me to go into those detailed scientific names of estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, HER2 neuron receptors. So those are the receptors that choose, uh, that makes us choose what line of treatment to be taken, what chemotherapy has to be done, what immunotherapy drug has to be taken. So all this, so there are different types of cancers that they got. So, uh, so once you are getting a biopsy done, you have to go for a, anybody has to go for a receptor test. So it is ER, PR, and HER2 new. So ER is an estrogen receptor. PR is a progesterone receptor. HER2 new is a protein. HER HER2 is a protein which is there around the breast, which makes the cancer grow at a much faster pace. So you have to get that test done. It is a simple test which comes on to IHC, immunohistochemistry panel. IHC test tells us what kind of a cancer is this, whether it is aggressive or whether it is less aggressive or whether it is absolutely like a like uh, a normal, uh, not so aggressive, or I would say a very pale kind of a cancer. So that decides upon what line of treatment to be taken. If it is triple positive or ER positive or PR positive, I don't know, I don't have to go into that scientific thing, but yes, that's how 
makes any oncologist decide upon what treatment has to be taken and how it has to be chosen for that matter. So uh, here we have a question asking that, you know, once if you a uh, person is diagnosed with uh, uh, breast cancer already, what, what he, uh, what she needs to do. So of course you have mentioned that, you know, how to segregate the test and what test, but what is the first thing? Let's say, you know, uh, diagnose Hogia breast cancer. Now, what is the first thing one should be doing? Okay. If anybody has been diagnosed with cancer, first thing is talk to your family member and then speak about it. Talk about it, the complaints, what exactly has been the complaints and make a buddy, companion, comrade or friend who is that companion or buddy who, who listens to you for all the complaints that are there. Why? Because you would need your family member or your companion to go along with you to all the doctors and make the right decision. Why I'm telling you? Because you, any lady who's been diagnosed with breast cancer would not be able to make out the right decisions, right? So first thing, first thing, when you ask me, the first thing is find a buddy, find a companion, find a friend, find a family member whom you can discuss everything and inform him or her that these are the complaints that are there, right? And this is how you have to do. Remember that buddy, that companion, that friend, that comrade should not be your, like, should not be your spouse. Your spouse would obviously be a part of your fear because the only thing that you're facing right now is your buddy, your spouse or um, any lady who's been diagnosed with this, their spouse would be facing the same fears that you are facing, right? So you would never be able to make out those right decisions. So whosoever uh, is in our circle, we always tell them that, you know, find up a buddy whom you can discuss and tell. And then who is somebody who can be a tag along person who goes with you in tandem, who goes along with you and discuss with and take opinion from the doctors. That's the first step. Second step is meet an oncologist and discuss about the reports at length. When you're discussing about the reports, what I told you is when you're taking your companion, your friend along with you, along with your, it can be a friend or a family member as well, along with your spouse is you ask questions, ask, make a list of all the questions that is possible and ask comfortably all the questions about what exactly would be the treatment, how would it be treated? What would be the total treatment duration? What, how would it be working upon as in what other treatment choices available? Is there any drug whatsoever would be chosen? All those questions. And then, I mean, uh, I mean, that's where, and then take a first opinion. You've gone through it, meet an oncologist, take a second opinion again. Then you've taken an opinion, go and meet a third oncologist as well. Take a third opinion. And then decide upon what has to be done. Never make a hasty decision. So uh, you have mentioned uh, two things here. Firstly, you know, of course, make a buddy and second is go and find a uh, oncologist and discuss at length with the oncologist. So let it, would you like to tell us that, you know, since our subject is seven things, you should be know, absolutely knowing. So we covered two things. So what are the rest of the things if you would, uh, you know, tell us about that, those as well? Oh, that that would be great. So third thing is whenever, uh, somebody has been diagnosed with cancer, regular checkups and regular screenings are very important. Why? Because what happens is anybody who takes up any treatment, they always tend to make those decisions where whatever has been suggested to them, they just go for it. And then they forget that they have to be screened regularly. They have been, they have to be screened at regular intervals as well. So regular screening is something, something which is very, very important. Number four is an antioxidant rich diet. 
very very important what happens is they go for treatments they go for mesotomy they go for chemotherapy they go for immunotherapy but they don't take care of the diet they don't talk about the the diet what they should be taking so whatever the diet they take is only related to the chemotherapy that they are taking so no uh, or no raw fruits no raw foods nothing raw no soups and all that stuff but they forget that actually what you have to take is an antioxidant rich diet so that they can combat with the disease and the pika i think this is your topic this is your thing because anybody who, i mean you are the best person to uh, suggest an antioxidant rich diet would you like to speak about it yeah i mean uh, uh, telling that of course you know an antioxidant rich diet is the thing which keeps your inflammation down which checks your uh, you know autoimmune diseases like uh, cancer and does so many wonders and if we're talking about antioxidant rich diet is a diet which are rich in color uh, like your red dark green jitna zyada color hai uska acha utna zyada wo uh, fruit ya vegetables antioxidant rich hai and uh, नाउ एंटीऑक्सीडेंट का मतलब मैंने पहले भी बहुत बार समझाया दैट हमारी बॉडी में फ्री रेडिकल्स घूमते हैं विच इज विच आर ऑक्सीडेंट्स यू नो विच आर यू नो विच वी डोंट नीड इन आर बॉडी एंड एंटीऑक्सीडेंट रिच डाइट इट वर्क्स टू टेक केयर बाय टेकिंग केयर ऑफ दोज फ्री फ्लोटिंग अनवांटेड ऑक्सीडेंट्स इन द बॉडी सो या मीन this is an absolutely must and there are so many other things also you know uh, we have very good team of cancer dietitians nutritionist and we, of course we have been treating we have been giving cancer diets since uh, like a decade now so yeah i mean the common thing which i can bring it on the table right now is one is antioxidant rich diet uh, vitamin c and vitamin d rich diet vitamin d is absolutely must because it's a cascade of all the hormones and breast cancer is uh, you know because of lot of hormonal imbalance you know one reason can be uh, uh, hormonal imbalance so yes vitamin d is absolutely must in fact there is some myth attached with um, soy food uh, which are pseudo uh, estrogens you know which you know initially they were said that वेजिटेबल्स so right from colorful vegetables to dark green leafy vegetables to good uh, nuts and seeds like you know flax seeds are again a very very good source of uh, uh, various such nutrition which works very good in uh, uh, breast cancer well there is a complete list of it i mean it should be a separate subject altogether but uh, uh, you know uh, so you have mentioned the three points and i missed one point of tarang if you would repeat that again so number one is talk to your friends family member friend comrade number two is regular is checkups and screening number three is make a take a first opinion second opinion third opinion or even fourth opinion and never make a hasty decisions and number four is antioxidant rich diet which is a must number five what i can say is uh when anybody is been diagnosed with breast cancer is important that 
they have to be open with the mindset of choosing the right treatment choices. So when what happens is anybody who's been diagnosed with cancer is, or breast cancer, I would say, is biased towards whatever the oncologist has fed to them. Is what get get it operated, get it removed, get the chemotherapy done. First, get it operated, B, remove the entire breast, three, get the chemotherapy done, which is not the only treatment of choice. The other treatments of choice can even be immunotherapy, it can even be Ayurvedic, it can even be homeopathic, it can even be Yunani, it can be other alternative medicines, treatment choices as well. So keep it always open, keep it always open. I mean, uh, we have, I mean, we have seen cases where, you know, there have been, patients have actually gone worse even when they have been choosing just the surgery as well as chemotherapy because they were supposed to get better though they got worse and they kept on trying six cycles of chemotherapy then the other six cycles of different chemotherapy and then the other six cycles of a different chemotherapy and it never worked when they come up to us they their treat their case their disease has gone into multifolds and metastasis into other organs which actually makes the situation move worse. So it is always there. Keep it always as an open choice. When, when I'm asking you to make multiple opinions and take oncologist opinion as first, second or third, please keep it open for your treatment choices as well. And take those first, second or third treatment choices as, and then sit down with a, with a paper and a pencil and take out all those pros and cons. And then again go to the doctor and ask for how would you be able to address all the all the negative points about your treatment. If you don't find an answer, don't start with the treatment. Simple. So the problem is whenever anybody has been diagnosed with cancer, they only resort to one thing, Google. And that's where when you have to build a house, you go to an architect. When you have to fight a legal case, you go to an advocate. But when you are diagnosed with cancer, you always go to Google. You never consult an oncologist. First, whatever treatment choices Google tells you, it is all being fed by the pharma companies that has been making all the, pushing in a lot of money out there in, in that search engines just to make you read whatever you want to, whatever they want you to read it. And that's where yeah. you choose the treatments. Yeah. Yeah, so it is like that. It's a whole uh, ball game separate. You know, it's a kind of a marketing thing. You know, to make uh, to find the right kind of uh, you know uh, fishes, which whom the big markets and big industries can capture. But yes, one need to be updated about the various treatment available and choose the best one. What is uh, you know good for you? What suits for you? No. Uh, read about various things. Ask multiple questions to your doctor. And uh, yeah, I mean not only chemo and radiotherapy is your treatment there are so many other much more simpler and easier way uh, which won't scare you and which which would also comfort you and take care of your other uh, things as well which uh, people suffer from you know which the women suffer from uh, breast cancer here are one of the sixth and the seventh point uh, Tara. Uh, sixth is a point which is very close to your heart is supplementation so sixth is very good supplements always help in getting you treated. I mean, I've been seeing it. So we, you know how, how, how I almost see 100, 150 cases per day of 
cancer and all of them are being supplemented with those high doses of great supplements that uh, your company has been providing and we have been seeing such amazing results where they have been improving they have been getting the right quality of life and they are you know their energy levels are it becomes it makes our life so much easy when their energy levels are getting so much higher because of the right doses of antioxidants when the right doses of uh, you know supplementation right doses of vitamin c right doses of vitamin d right doses of uh, the phytonutrients that are required and uh, i think why don't you speak about it the number six point supplements yeah because you know uh, when a person is facing for any kind of autoimmune disease autoimmune disease cancer anything which is a chronic disease of course your body is not able to absorb all kind of nutrition which the food is providing you i mean we already know that the food which we are eating these days it it does not contain all the nutrition it's already half the nutrition is gone because of the process of you know how it is grown and how it is reaching to us but with the uh, a patient of cancer uh, the absorption power is more weak because you know the cells are already you know multiplying in a very disordered way and the person needs to be uh, the body is busy healing that area so your general absorption from the food becomes very very low here the so supplements are helpful because firstly it is covering all the nutrition which your body requires number two is that the supplements are very highly bioabsorbable form so your body your uh, gut brain barrier instantly absorb it your blood brain barrier instantly absorb it and uh, it takes out the maximum nutrient which your body requires so a cancer patient if uh, uh, anyone knows here does do have a lot of lack of nutrition that is why a very good diet and a very very good quality supplement is absolutely necessary uh, with uh, you know with their treatments as well so you cannot miss it that's why you know uh, you know good quality protein good quality whatever is lacking in the person is absolutely must but again these should be taken only by the recommendation of doctors and you know after consulting your doctors because you know not all the supplements are for you so the doctors are the right person who could suggest you that what is good for you and uh, the coming to the seventh point and very important is not to google it and consult your doctors because doctors would actually guide you who's whatsoever has to be done and whatsoever has to be taken don't just google it and find the symptoms and go and get it treated and go to a chemist and get the get that medicine you know i mean very important not to google it and go and meet your doctors yeah and the last point is again an uh, tbtf tight bubble of total focus complete tight bubble like an astronaut you have to wear the tight bubble off so that none of the negative mindset none of the negative approaches none of the negative thoughts of your family members makes you get affected of your treatment i always say strong willpower determination to fight and correct treatment makes you win over cancer strong willpower agar willpower bahut strong hai determination to fight agar jeetne ka jazba hai aur agar treatment sahi तो ऐसा नहीं हो सकता कि आप ब्रेस्ट कैंसर से बाहर नहीं निकल सकते बट वॉट इज पीपल लूज दैट देयर फोकस गर्ल्स वुमेन डायग्नोज ब्रेस्ट कैंसर लूज देयर फोकस दे टेंड टू गेट सकमेंड वीकर एंड नॉट एबल टू मेक राइट डिसीजन दैट्स नंबर वन कम्स इन दिक्चर परफेक्ट कंपेनियन परफेक्ट कॉमराड परफेक्ट फ्रेंड परफेक्ट कंपेनियन परफेक्ट फ्रेंड who you can discuss and take it along and tag along for all the treatment journey 
Why? Because that's where you need that one motivation time and again of having that tight bubble of total focus that you have to get aware. It is a journey that happens, Rika. So cancer healing is a journey. It is never so you have to enjoy every day. You have to live every day. You have to have those micro wins every day. You know, have those tiny goals. You can't win a match on the first ball. You are chasing a target. You are facing, uh, you have to reach there. But you just can't do it over in a day. So that's where that mindset of, you know, total focus is important. That consistency yeah. is important that you don't lose charge. Yeah. Yeah, like they say, one one day at a time so yeah i mean definitely yeah. take one day at a time and you know make your ear your you know recovery wonderful so you know we have discussed uh, enough that you know what one needs to do about you know when a person is diagnosed with uh, breast cancer but could you also tell us that what are the things which one can avoid doing so that you know uh, you know you can stay away from breast, breast cancer or you know you can just not let it happen Oh, that's an interesting question. What you can do to uh, make sure that the breast, the breast cancer does not happen is very simple. Stay away from all the tamsic things that happens in your life. Uh, all the stay away from negative. I mean, very simple to say, but very hard to follow is stay away from stress. When when I'm saying staying away from stress is again tight bubble. So whatsoever, even if you are traveling in a car. And the journey, there is a lot of traffic jam, lots of nuisance, lots of uh, chaos outside on the road ahead. But still, you are into that tight bubble that you're not getting irritated. Constant irritation causes cancer, Dr. Vipika. Constant irritation causes cancer. So you have to make sure anybody who's who's have to stay away from cancer is make sure that they do not get irritated at any given point of time. Mental irritation, spiritual irritation, physical irritation. Or emotional irritation. Anything which is getting irritated physically, any lump which is there, again, it might be cancerous. Any emotional irritation, somebody who's in grief, somebody who has lost a family member and is in grief for a longer period of time. Or grief is something which is one symptom which I've seen in so many ladies coming up where they lost their kids, they lost their family members, and they were in grief inside and they did not share their emotions. Diagnosed with cancer. I'm talking about out of experience. Then uh, but these are the ailment factors which are there. Something which you can avoid. So you have to make sure a positive mindset. But positive mindset is a very broad term. What is more important is into that thing where you are not getting spiritually irritated. You are not getting emotionally irritated. You are not getting, even if you are getting irritated for a moment, you are coming back and coming back into your center. I mean, the way you do uh, what I would say, uh, when... You have seen when we have when we see our kids doing surfboarding, you have to align yourself to the, towards the center so that you can balance onto your surfboard. Exactly how life is. You have to align yourself towards the center so that you know you don't lose track of. I mean, we should not be debated either towards the left or towards the right. It is always like you are always coming back to your center all the time. So this has yeah. to be really strong. Yeah, but mindset has see. to be really strong. Staying in balance and, you know, avoiding stress is the most hardest thing at this uh, life because, you know, of course, there's so many things one has to deal with. But, yeah, I mean, it's a constant work, which, you know, uh, one has to work on. 
but yeah, I like your statement mentioning that constant irritation cancer causes cancer, which is uh, you know physical, mental, or any kind of constant irritation. Uh, you know, so yeah, that that's a quite insightful uh, knowledge which you have provided. And anything else, Dr. Tara, would you would you like to mention before we end our session today? to our audience here, or let me take some questions because we do had, okay, uh, here we have a question that uh, does your therapy cure cancer without taking chemo? I think this question is for you, Dr. Yes, Tara. it does. It does. Log on to www.cancerhealercenter.com and then you find plenty of cases, go on to YouTube videos, see almost hundreds of success stories where the patients have been treated without chemo and they have been, they have been cured. The reports came normal. And when I'm talking about cure, it is it is a completed permanent restoration of health. So that's how it is. Yeah. And what are the treatments for cancer other than chemo, radio, and hormonal target? Immunotherapy is one of those uh, treatments where, so in breast cancer, it is according to the receptors. Either it is ER, PR, or HER2. So when there are receptors which have been there, so for chemotherapy, chemotherapy is, I mean, Triple negative cancers, breast cancers are the difficult to treat by chemo. And that's where immunotherapy comes into the picture. And that's where immunotherapy brings about that role of treating the disease from its roots, where the disease never tends to come back. So those are those treatment options as well. I mean, all this literature and all those information is, uh, is out there in our website as well. Yeah. Uh, the next question is, how to choose the right treatment option once diagnosed with, uh, confirmed with FNAC? Once you have been diagnosed, once anybody has been diagnosed with FNAC, to choose the right question, I've already said you have to take opinions from doctors, first, second, third, or fourth, take out a paper, write down all the options, write out all the positives, then write out all the negatives, and go and speak to your doctor. And whatever negatives that you find, go and speak to your doctor. Doctor, how are you going to treat all those negative points? Like, you know that there is a hair loss uh, after chemo. So ask your doctor how you are going to deal with it. Ask your doctor how you are going to deal with all the blisters, all the thumbs going down, all the hemoglobin going down. If there are no side effects like immunotherapy, so ask those doctors how do you, how would you assure or how would you make sure and ensure that the disease does not come back again. So those are those treatment choices where you need to be very, very clear enough is, uh, you know, uh, choosing all the right set of uh, treatments making those treatment choices, and then finally uh, coming to it. Is this cancer an autoimmune disease? Absolutely not. Absolutely not, Shailin. It is not an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Uh, we have one more question there. Do we have to get shoes and clothes to avoid breast cancer? Do we have to? I she, Sorry? I think she means here that, you know, uh, what kind of clothes one should avoid? Or, you know, is there any specific that, you know, this kind of thing can be done yeah. to avoid? So, you, are, you, you don't have to wear those tight clothing where those, those uh, uh, what do you call it, wired bras, that, that should be avoided. Wired bras is something, a strict no-no. Uh, something where, anything which is, which is harmful. So, any wire that is leaving a mark onto the breast can be dangerous as well. So that is where you have to make sure that something, when you're already being, anybody is being, having a lump in the breast is something you have to make sure that to every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's a Newton's law, right? So if you're trying to push it furthermore where it is being diagnosed and, or if there is a lump out there, if you're trying to push it more, it will try to erupt out a lot more towards the outside. 
So that is where you have to be cautious enough that you wear loose clothes, you wear loose clothes, you wear cotton bras, you you avoid synthetic wear. There is not, I mean, you have to wear breathable clothing, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, wide bra is definitely one thing, and also protecting your like from the sun, harsh sun. Covering, wearing nice cotton clothes, uh, you know, avoiding or, or you know, wearing least possible uh, the other synthetic fabrics are the best you know way one can. But it goes in general, you know, it, whether it's your breast or any part of your body, you have to wear breathable. One should wear more breathable clothes breathable. as much yes. as possible. Uh, I think we have covered most of the questions. If I have missed some questions, please uh, DM to me or Dr. Tarang anyone and a few of the questions are there but we have already taken those questions during our conversation uh so what is the you know end thing or what is the last thing you want to say before we close our session today uh one thing that you have to remember is simple m-e-d-s-r-x meds rx m-e-d-s and rx so if you follow this simple thing in your life you would always always stay away from cancer, you would always have a great lifestyle or uh, you can, even if anybody is being diagnosed with cancer, you can make it much more simpler in their life. M stands for meditation. Your mindset, your mind is where you have to calm your mind, when you have to calm your body with having a coordination between your mind and your body. So half of the time, or rather I would say most of the time, is when the mind and the body are not coordinated with each other. That's where the problems begin so if your body is calm if your body you're working out on your body but you're working you're not working out your mind that's where you are going to uh, make it worse for yourself you have to take a workout of your mind as well where you have to meditate you have to introspect and you have to live and see within to see your you know to see inside out that's where it is e is for exercise needless to say that you have to exercise every day take care of your body as well d is for diet Again, as you said, Dr. Deepika, is that is the most important thing which is useful in your body for your daily lifestyle of what you're putting into your uh, inside, inside your body. So uh, G is for diet. S is for sleep. Now, this is the most neglected thing which people don't realize is sleep. People don't sleep for typically seven to eight hours. Even if they have a late night, they get up at six and go back to their own uh, vivid routine whatsoever they have without compromise without realizing that if they're compromising their sleep that would make them prone to diseases r is relationships very important have great beautiful meaningful relationships do a lot of conversations do a uh, you know have those relationships which which nurture you which make you grow and which make you better and x is that x factor that right treatment that you choose the right supplementation that you choose the right nutrition that you choose uh, for me, what I always say is health reset is my X factor. So, you know, and X is your X factor. If whatever the treatment that you choose, whatever the supplementation that you choose, that always uplifts your energy. It always uplifts your soul. That always, you're pretty sure enough that it would make you come out of your disease. So meds are, it's, it's something which is really powerful that I always tell my patients to follow it. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the thing. Very well put up together, the abbreviations is M-E-D-S-R-X, Meds R-S. 
So if you want to know the you know, full form of this or you have missed the session, you can always go back to the recording here, which would be here at Immunosciences in the IGTV video. And you can anytime uh, come back to the recording and take notes and you know follow the instructions, whatever is being said here. Uh, so, you know, I mean, the questions are flowing in. There's one question which I would take again is that uh, should we avoid doing exercise in case of breast cancer? Yes, you should. Depending on what kind of exercises, you need to speak to an oncologist and don't do any exercises or jumping jacks or whatsoever where there are, uh, where which is quite heavy for your body and you are not able to. It depends upon what kind of, what stage the breast cancer is it in. If it is just a lump out there, try lifting up heavy weights. Try lifting up anything closer. So I, even those heavy bags, handbags, uh, closer to the chest, leather bags, uh, you know, lifting up uh, weights, lifting up dumbbells, doing those exercises, that should be avoided. Try doing it more of breathing exercises. Try doing more of pranayama. Try doing more of unlumino. Try doing more of, even after workout, you can do running, but when you're doing it, do wear a sports bra or a, tight bra which which doesn't bring too much of vibrations of friction to your breast you know that was really informative you know and a lot of things i think uh our, our listeners definitely must have learned and like i said if you have missed anything you can come back to the recordings and check uh, back i mean see the recordings uh thank you so much dr tarang and uh, you know we have not been so formal <laughs> i know uh, i know <laughs> But I'm glad. As said, this is the first first Instagram live for me, and I'm blessed that I'm doing it with you. And uh, it's a, it's a it's a blessing because you have always been a pro in for Instagram live. This is my first one, so I was actually getting those. You know, I can deal with any interviews, any sessions out there for any TV channels. But when you're doing it with your wife, it is the toughest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I understand this. But anyways, you did a good job, I'll say. And it, the session was really informative. And thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule, thank as you. I very well know that. And yeah, so it's a good thank session you. ends. And it's a good night for everyone. And bye. Thank See you. you guys soon for the next session. Bye-bye.